0: Good morning or good afternoon, whatever time this podcast is finding you at, this is my wake up podcast. You are not tired. You're just uninspired. And I am here to help you. I am the creator and founder of life-minded and free. I am focused on helping women who are unfulfilled live above mediocrity and create a life of their wildest dreams because you can have financial and time freedom You can have a good marriage, you can have a good relationship with your kids, you can have a good faith, a good health, and I'm here to show you how not only I did it, but how I was able to teach thousands of other women to do the same thing. So welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. So excited to talk on here today. And I'm so excited that a couple of you got on who normally don't get on because I feel like it immediately was validation from God. Like, yep, this is what we're supposed to talk about. Because I knew I was going to talk about this yesterday morning. And all day yesterday, I focused on it. And then I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to talk about this on the call and I'm going to record it and I'm going to put it on my podcast and have this out there because. I have been talking to, I've talked to probably 50 people. Okay, so when you create, when you create your brand, in order to create your brand, you had to already have figured out who you are as a person and then what God says about you. So you have to believe in like your true identity, start trusting your soul, start trusting the Holy Spirit inside of you, start trusting this like process, of, okay, I'm going to walk alongside of you. And what happens is you create the brand, you create who you're meant to be, you start living that out and giving value to other people and helping someone in some way, whether you're teaching them, helping them, validating them, um, empowering them, loving them, helping them. There's so many different things and verbs that you can use when you're making your bio or a mission statement, saying, this is what I'm here for, this is what I'm doing. So when you start Walking in alignment with that, you start following the breadcrumb trail of where do I need to go next? What do I need to do? Pause in my story. If you're this person in the first or second spot here where you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want, you don't know what you're created for, the way that I've heard people describe it over the last couple of weeks when they're talking to me, almost every single person I talk to on my discovery calls is the exact same. And a lot of them, say that it's just really loud, like they just feel like everything's so loud, like their house is so loud and their thoughts are so loud and, and everything just seems like just so much. And so like white noise in your head and all these thoughts just racing through your head and your to-do list and everything you're struggling with. And you just feel like you're about to break. If that's you read Gabby Bernstein's book, Uh, That I've been rereading and rereading and rereading all the time. Super attractor. No, I'm not easily offended. So I listen to a lot of books and I kind of just make them fit into what works for me. So for me, as she describes the universe or mother nature or the bigger thing, I just, I'm like, just plug in whatever you, you personally believe. I believe that it's God and it's the Holy Spirit inside of me, helping me take some of this load off my back. So listen to that. If you're someone who gets offended easily about different things, learn to not be offended. Learn to let that go because that's just like a, a negative energy that you don't even want. Um, and just let that go and listen to things and apply them to your beliefs and, and how it is. So, so I just wanted to pause and say that because if you're in that place, you everything else isn't really gonna make sense not that what I say, but everything with your brand and everything you're trying to create and everything you're trying to go down the road and do. But when you finally realize like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. I'm walking in the, in these steps. You start feeling really, really good. What happens is the devil does not want you to be where you are and you are going to be under massive attack. And as I'm talking to all of all of the people that I've talked to since I started doing discovery calls. The whole reason why I did discovery calls was because I heard a coach say that the best way to really get in tune with your brand and who your target person is, is to talk to at least 50 people and listen to their pain points, listen to their struggles, listen to why they're messaging you, why they felt connected to you, how they even found you And it's the best data and research that you can get by talking to all of these people. Because if you start talking to people and you're like, I, I like absolutely do not relate to these people. And this isn't like, this isn't what I feel good doing. Then your message is being mixed because you should feel instantly like these are my people. Like you could talk on the phone forever. And it's funny because one of my very first complaints to my coach that I hired at the beginning of the year was that I can't recruit. That was like my bottom line is I'm like, I can't rank up because I can't recruit. I haven't recruited anyone in months. And she said, well, have you ever recruited someone before? And I said, yeah. She's like, well, then the problem isn't that you can't recruit. Why aren't you recruiting? Do you know how to recruit? I'm like, yes, I know how to do it. Do you feel confident about doing it? Yeah, I do. Do you know what to do after someone signs up and, This is how you teach them to do it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, everything, like, I feel like I know how to do this, but the thing that was holding me back and you, I didn't realize it. So you have this resistance and whatever the resistance is, it holds you back from doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so for me thinking about recruiting another person was, I was already so overwhelmed in my life. And I was already drowning that every person I, I was going to bring in was going to add more to my plate. It's another person to check in on. It's another person to follow up. It's another person that I'm held accountable to. So I thought to their success and, and it was a lot of pressure and that's what starts to happen. But the pressure doesn't have to be there. We take on that pressure. I have no idea why, but we're like, oh, I do know why. And the reason why is, I forgot, I figured this out and I even wrote it down that I was going to do an IGTV about it. The reason why is because we've never been able to rely on anyone ever in our whole entire life, ever. Every single person has let us down, lied to us, abandoned us. We have had something through someone in our life. We have traumas. We have abuse. We have been broken. We had these things placed on top of us and We start to believe them. And so you've never been able to rely on anyone. So that's why we can't fully surrender and say, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. You take care of it. Because every time we've said that, it's turned around and slapped us in the face. So it's hard for us. And the more abuse and the more hurt and the more trauma and the more all of that you have in you and the older you get living with this, it gets harder to break through it because you have more hurt and you've had more years to deal with it. That's why a child just believes whatever you tell them. They believe in Santa Claus and the tooth fairy and they believe in little fairies in the tree and they believe in the trolls that we tell them live under the bridge up north. Like, you know, they just believe in whatever you say because they have childlike faith. They don't even question it because they haven't lived enough years to realize like people lie, to realize like people would make up this story, that people would say, say these things about you that weren't true, that people would get you wrong. No one really like gets a little tiny kid wrong. They don't start, you don't start getting them wrong until they start developing their personality. They start getting older. They start like Skylar's at three, she's three and a half. And so it's like, she just started getting this personality six months ago and really like coming out of her shell, like being her, being authentically Skylar and acting like her. And over the last six months, she's gotten in a lot more trouble. She's made the other kids more mad. She's irritated me more because she's just being more herself and she's just expressing that. So as people start expressing that more and more as we grow, then we start to realize, oh, people don't like me like this. I'll change. Oh, the people that think I want these people to like me. So I need to do this. And when we're so immature and young and we're doing all of these things, we don't realize that it's actually molding us who we are as adults. And now getting to this age of in my thirties, now I'm seeing all of this and realizing like my poor mother, oh my gosh, like my poor mom, like trying to deal with life. And like, I just saw her for a human, like, uh, you know, I've always kind of had her on this pedestal, like demanding all of this of her. Cause she's my mom and she should have had it together and she should have taught me to eat better. And she should have taught me how to cook and she should have taught me how all these things that i wish that she would have done differently with me when i was being raised and it's like everyone is just trying their best everyone is a broken child that became an adult and is doing their best like every single person and even if you were loved and had everything you needed and everything you wanted you still have things that you've overcome you still have had abandonment you still have had trauma and you still have all of these things in grief A lot of us haven't even dealt with any grief. And we've been grieving for things inside for years that we won't let ourselves externally grieve because we're trying to be tough or we're trying to be strong. But what I wanted to talk about is the more you walk along this path of this is who I am. This is where I'm going. I feel great. Oh, God is within me. I am doing everything that I should. And you start to feel this, the devil and all of his minions instantly go to work to try to ruin your life. And they do it in such a subtle way. And so, as I'm talking to everyone and listening, I'm realizing the problem isn't the problem. My problem when I was talking to my coach that I couldn't recruit someone wasn't the problem, it was something way deeper than that. And that's why I always talk about the lie your upline tells you of, oh, you wanna rank up? It's a numbers game, just recruit more. Just call more people. Instead of talking to 10, talk to 100. And it's like, okay, yes, I built a business doing that. Okay, like I I built that. It does work. I'm not saying that system doesn't work. It does. But one, that system was created by a man. Just saying, men are different than women. Men have different motives for their family than women. And it's because of how they were designed. Adam in the Garden of Eden was designed on purpose to protect to provide to work to to be to die for their family to they have that in them where they will just die for you you know like in in titanic it's like oh women and children first it wasn't like oh men hurry up get in the boat it's like no these men will die for their families like it's in their nature they're protectors they're providers they're they are so a lot of the things that they do annoy us And a lot of the things that like happen, we get them wrong just because it's a different perspective, but the system was created by a man. And it's like you, the men were designed to sacrifice and work and work and work. And also the system was created before technology was where it was supposed to be. And so it's only going to burn you out and it's only going to be very hard, but the devil is after you in a few areas. And one of, when you hear these, so there's 10 of them. So um, you can either write them down or later on today, I have a carousel that I'm posting with all 10 on there um, individually, and then a slide with all of them together. So you can just take them from there. But when I was looking at all of these areas and I was reading one of Priscilla Shire's books, I realized like this all kind of came together for me. And I realized this that I thought that I was here to help women build a brand that I was like, okay, I will help you to give yourself the freedom to build what you need. And yes, I still love doing that because it, I love to see it working. I love people seeing success. I like people having these breakthroughs, walking through this, these areas, but I realized that the hardest thing isn't to build a brand. Like, this whole time I've been thinking the brand is the hardest thing to build. Like, it's it's so hard to build your brand. It's so hard to, like, get it and get your bio down and get your colors down. I just changed my branding colors the other day. And I'm, like, so annoyed with myself because I'm, like, we're not supposed to be changing things. We're supposed to be moving forward. (laughs) Like, why am I going backwards? And I'm, like, oh, I want a new profile picture. And I want a new branding colors. And I want to change my bio. And I want... I am like so annoyed with myself, but it's because it didn't feel right with me. And now that I got these colors, it feels so right. And the, the way that everything is, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. This is like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. So give yourself grace when you're trying to change and do things. Um, side note, because you know it's okay. But I'm thinking like building this brand is so hard. I, I've been doing it for almost a year now teaching other people to do it. Yeah, we are so much further ahead than what we were, but I'm like, this is hard. But what I realized is the actual thing that's going to take you out is the devil plotting against you. And every single person I talked to on the phone had a much bigger problem on their hands. And it was him scheming and plotting and trying to get him to throw you off your mission. And so cleverly, that we don't even realize that it's him doing it. And the first way that he will go after you is through your passion and what you're passionate about and get you to think that what you're passionate about actually isn't what you should be doing and isn't who you are because he tricks you with fear and scarcity that's been bred in us since we're little. And so you look at everything that the world says you should have and what the world says you want and what your kids want. And we put other people first because we're people pleasers and we don't set boundaries and all of these things, because we're not totally following with God, we will slip into thinking, I'm not going to do that. Who am I? (laughs) Who's going to listen to me? I don't have a degree. I'm not a pro. I haven't like done this yet. I'm not a total expert in how to do this. I haven't And you don't have to have done it or be the best at it or even be really good at it in order to start it and in order to go. Because if you have God on your side, any dream, anything that you do, especially if he called you to do it, he will equip you. He always equips us to do it. So you're scared to go live, pray and go live and start to see that it's easier to go live. April's proof of that. April was so scared. She wouldn't even talk on Zoom, on just a team Zoom, like getting on with a few people. She wouldn't even open up. And then now she's the first one to volunteer to run the calls when I can't be be here. She's the first one to like, oh, I'll go live. Oh, she's going live. She's doing all these reels. She just completed a 30-day reels challenge and went on to another one. Like She's always showing her face as if she's so confident and loves going live. And April, do you still, do you absolutely just love it when you go live and you don't get nervous anymore and you're just like so confident when you do it? No, I still get nervous, but I'm just like three, two, one, go. And it's like red light comes on and I forget everything, but it's fine because it's relatable and like, you don't have to know everything. But we're our hardest critics because you always say that and you always say how nervous you are or, oh my gosh, I was so stupid. I didn't even make any sense. And nobody else gets that vibe at all. Nobody. I always feel like I say the wrong thing. And I always, am like, like get that regret after like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, but it's getting better, especially with reassurance, like from you, like you you always be like, You didn't say anything wrong. Like, I didn't notice anything, and I'm like, oh okay. Sometimes I just get in like those loops of like talking, and then like I'm like, wait. Oh wait, that's weird. I never do that. (laughs) Loops of talking. I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, it's yeah. We just have to give ourselves grace and realize though that this passion in us, this thing that we keep journaling about, this thing that we keep thinking about, this idea of this thing that we could do something. Now is the time to do it. It's 2021. The world is a different place than it was a couple of years ago. We have opportunities today that were not here one year ago. When I joined network marketing seven years ago, I did the system because that's all the options that were out there. You follow the system. This is what you do. You couldn't be an influencer back then if you wanted to be one. You had to be a celebrity. Or you had to be a a person with tons of influence already, like you're an author or you're a politician or, you know, the only people that were really big online were people like that. Like, I remember downloading Twitter when I found out that you could see thoughts and what people were doing throughout their day for celebrities. And I remember I did it because I wanted to follow Oprah. At the time, I remember someone was like Oprah's on Twitter. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine like just being able to like see her thoughts throughout the day and like what she's doing? Because social media wasn't even a thing. Like now more than ever, if you have a passion for special needs kids or to be a teacher, or I just had this, this girl that I've taught for a while through, through the last couple of years, you might know her. Um, she just she's she was a teacher forever, and then she got out of the teaching and just something was like pulling her back there, and she finally surrendered to it and did it. And it's like it's so amazing seeing that like this urge has been inside of you forever, or like Alicia wanting to quit her job for so long, and then like finally doing it. Like you're you're taking a step. That's what you're doing when you're taking a step, but when you're, when you start questioning your passion or you feel passionless, that's from the enemy. If you all of a sudden, if you have experienced passion before and you're currently not experiencing passion, it is a sign that something is wrong in your life. And Gabrielle Bernstein in Super Attractor that I was listening to this morning said, she gives a, um, Abraham Hicks is her teacher and he has a scale one through 20 of emotions from one to 20, all the different emotions and where you are. And so one is identifying the emotion and finding out where you are on the scale. And instead of thinking, I have to go all the way back down to a one, which is like joyful and fulfilled and passion and all of this. And right now you're at like fear and scarcity and worry and blame and hatred and anger. And you find where you are. It's so overwhelming to think you have to go all the way to fulfilled and happy again. So you just reach to the next closest level and you go from like angry to blame. And you think like, who else's fault could this be? And you go into blame. And then from there you go into worry. And then you're like, okay, I'm... I am worried. What am I worried about? And you like talk yourself down and you shouldn't, she says, you shouldn't think of this emotion scale as, oh, here I am again, back in frustration. Here I am again, back in the valley. Oh, here I am again, back in feeling this way. It's not from that. It's you're back into feeling this way. And it's only because you need to identify your emotion first. And then from there, you need to. You need to identify it. And it's like, from there, it's like, okay, this, my, my energy is telling me what's wrong right now in my soul. The energy that I'm experiencing, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling jealousy, it's a sign that something in my life is out of alignment. So we should be grateful for feeling these feelings and feeling this resistance and feeling bad, or we're in a bad mood, or we're feeling anxious or depressed it's a good thing you're feeling that because it's, it's a, it's your body's way of saying like, Hey, hello, I'm supposed to keep us safe. I'm supposed to keep us protected. I'm supposed to keep us healthy. We don't feel that right now. So hello, warning, warning. And so what do we do? We go to the doctor and we get put in an antidepressant. You're literally like, Hey, shut up self. And I realized this because this is exactly what I did for so many years. And I just kept being put on antidepressants and over and over and over and over. And I was just taking all these different ones. And I was just, that has to make me happy. There's something wrong in my brain. And I'm not saying that all, all medication and all antidepressants. And if you take one, you're weak and you're a, like, no, and I'm not telling you to get off your medication. I'm just saying that the world tends to be like, oh, I don't like this feeling. How can I change it? and I was feeling crazy. I literally started go to go to therapy at the beginning of this year because I knew there was something holding me back from ranking up. I'm not kidding. That's why I was like, I'm going to go to therapy because I want to rank up so bad in my company. I want money so bad. I need money. I need to rank up. I need the edification. I need the recognition. I, I need this love i need this environment i need this community to feel good i need this so i'm going to go to therapy i have some abandonment stuff with my dad and it's like let me get through this i knew it was holding me back and it's so sad to me that i'm like okay i'm going to do this so that i can rank up i'm going to like we're like you know we're going to do this and so i realized I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm, I'm just so anxious. I have such bad anxiety. I think I have ADHD. I can't focus. I try to focus. I sit down and all my thoughts are just blurring together. And I just feel like I want to scream. I just want to cry. I can't, Like I'm just so overwhelmed and my list. And I have all these things. And I'm like, I have ADHD. I need to be be put on medication. I have anxiety. I need to be put on medication. It's interfering with my life so bad. I can't work. It's interfering with my job. It's interfering. And so my therapist told me to go see a psychiatrist and talk to him to get put on medication. And so when I walked in there, it was our very first session. He talked to me for 45 minutes and he perfectly labeled me and diagnosed me. And you don't have anxiety. Okay. Yeah. You might have anxiety, but you it's, it's not an issue that you have that you can't get rid of. And you also don't have ADHD and you were coming in here. I told him I wanted medication. He's like, you're coming in here wanting medication to what do you want me to do? You want me to be able to put more on your plate. You want me to be able to hotwire your brain so that you can do even more. When everything that's happening in your life is screaming, I can't do more. I'm overwhelmed. I'm spread too thin. I'm doing too much. I'm trying too hard. And you want, you're like, oh, can you just come in here and like pump me up and like give me an artificial part of my body? Like, can you just get me? And he's like, no, what I think is I think you need to quit your job. I think you're not in the right job. And I was so irritated that he said that to me and never went back and did not quit my job right away because I truly was like, I cannot believe this guy just told me I need to quit my job. Like he doesn't know that my passion is here. He doesn't know that this is who I was created to be. And he doesn't know. And so I had all of this blame and I was, I was so annoyed and didn't go back. And a couple weeks later, I realized that I was actually following his advice without realizing it. But it was like, why did I need a stranger to tell me, a stranger with a degree, to tell me what I needed to do? I already knew it deep down in my soul. I already had been journaling about it. I already had been since August of last year saying, If I'm, if I'm so successful right now and I'm experiencing the most money and the most recognition and the most I've ever had, why does it feel so bad? And it's what I journaled over and over. I knew, I knew I felt out of alignment. I knew I didn't feel good. Close the door. No, close my door. But yet I ignored him. I ignored that advice at first because I was like, oh my gosh, I was appalled by it. But then when it sank into my soul a little bit and it gave myself the validation of, see, see someone else thinks this way. And I hate that we have to do that as people, that we have to have someone else tell us something for us to be like, okay, I'll do it. If you've been thinking about it and thinking and thinking and you haven't done it, and then you find out that. Other people are doing it this way. You're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm just going to switch and do it this way. Because you believe in other people more than you believe in yourself. And that's what gets us in trouble in the first place. And so if you're feeling passionless in your life, it's a sign that something's off. So stop being mad at yourself when you feel anxiety or you feel frustration or you feel guilt or blame or jealousy or fear or scarcity or any of these things you feel, it's really great that you feel them because it's a sign that something's off and then start stepping into that a little bit more. But praying up your life and these areas of your life that I'll be posting about later today is such a great way to start your day because if you're not starting your day with being intentional of those areas that your life is under attack then it's going to be open for attack all day you know like if you don't close the gate they're coming in so if you can like start and be like the gate is closed do not come over here you're not welcome and your eye is looking at the gate making sure that nobody comes in then you're going to be a lot more aware if you're distracted and you're just scrolling your phone and you're just doing a million things a minute and you're just totally engulfed in your daily to-do list, you're not going to be focused on the door. You know, you're really not. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to go through all of these. I just wanted to go through like the main ones that I've been hearing everyone really struggle with. Um, the other thing is with your family. It's another way. And the devil will attack your family and attack your household and make you think that your husband's the problem and make you think that your kid's the problem and make you think that you're the problem. And will get you guys all fighting and all frustrated about this over here Well, he sneaks in the back and destroys something over here. And think about it, okay? You're in a good mood. You're at home. This has happened to all of us, I'm sure. You're in a really good mood. You're home. Everything's great. Your spouse comes in and they're in a bad mood. And either they're mad at you or they're mad at something about work or they're mad about something that happened. And you can just tell when they walk in the room that they're in a bad mood. They're not just like sad and burnt out and like, I had a crazy day. They're like actually annoyed and mad. Or maybe they start, I don't really notice that about my husband when he greets me, but then how he talks to the kids. I'll realize like, oh, he's like, he'll have like no patience and just snap on the kids all of a sudden. And I'll be like, dude, chill out. Like, do not just come home, like, you know, feeling like this. And then what happens is we start fighting or what happens? I, you know, you feel yourself deflate when they're in a bad mood and that comes on you. Are you going to go out and create a successful business? Are you going to go out and give massive value and just really hit a home run in your brand and in your life and in your business when you're dealing with that at home? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You cannot be so happy inside while you are fighting to the core with your spouse. So, if the devil can get you guys a wedge in there by using jealousy or using all of these things that can get a wedge, it will throw your whole game off. So you also need to be praying for your family and those relationships because you want those protected. I have a lot of people say too, like, no, well, none of my friends or family are are supporting me. And I'm, I feel when now when I post, I kind of think like, what are they seeing when they see this? And I kind of like think of them making fun of me in my head, of them like reading my posts and I, I just feel like I'm being salesy or I feel like, you know, something with them, like they just don't support me and, it, and it's really hard and be careful because the devil will use that too. like, see, everyone thinks that you can't do this See, and everybody thinks the same besides you. So you should be more like them because we don't want to change something about ourselves to fit into the majority ever. If there's something that you truly believe about yourself that you have to change to be accepted or to be more like people, it's not worth it. And so when you're trying to do something big and crazy and awesome, you're going to offend people. You're going to have to learn the lesson to not care what people think, like truly not care what people think about what you're doing. And, and not caring what they think means you don't even think about it. That's how, you know, you don't care because you don't even think about it. You don't even realize that it's happening. You don't even realize that it's like going on. You you're totally oblivious to it. Like, you know it, but you just don't even dwell there. And you're going to have to learn that lesson sooner or later. If you're trying to build something bigger and until you learn the lesson, it's just going to keep reappearing in your life. And every time you run away from it, it's just going to reappear and reappear and reappear. But when you run through it and you force yourself to read the comments, you force yourself to get over it, you only thing that can get you to do that is time is, is tension over time equals growth. So the only way to grow in that area of your life is to apply tension, meaning you receive the hate, you receive the haters, you receive that onto you for a period of time And you will grow through it. You will adapt. It's the only way to go through it. So by being super authentic and real and honest and you, you're going to offend a whole lot of people. And if you feel like what you're doing isn't offending anybody, you're probably not niched down enough to where people can hate on you. You know, like you actually want the haters to come. You want to offend people because if you do, it means that you're being bold enough. If you haven't experienced that, it's because you're not being bold and you're hiding behind that and you're not experiencing those people. Now, there's a tasteful way to do it, especially if your brand is controversial. You know, keep in mind, like, you're going to attract what you put out there. And so if you are someone who is kind of crossing the line and like a little too much, you're going to also pull people in who are like that too, that are willing to cross the line and willing to do something. And then you just have a lot of people, you know, and then that can be bad. So just kind of keep that in mind. And then the last one that I wanted to talk about too is your confidence. And I think in network marketing, it's a huge one because you have to do so many things that you aren't good at in the beginning to get good at them. Like that's really all this is. You can't get better unless you do it. And a lot of us are just too scared to do it. And so we never get better. And so we kind of just live over here in this limbo of, I'm a network marketer, but I haven't actually ever really truly gotten started because I won't let myself get started because I'm not ready for that. Like, I'm not ready to walk into here. I'm not ready to do it anyway. I'm not ready to three, two, one going live. Don't care. I'm not ready for that yet. And you know, that's okay. Everyone's path is different. And maybe you had to start with, okay, I'm just going to start posting. Just my me posting my own thoughts is, is hard to do. It's, it's crazy to do because if you don't have confidence and you've been told your whole life, like shut up, nobody wants to hear what you have to say, or you don't ever have good ideas or can just stop talking. You talk too much. Like, if you had people put that on you, then you feel like your ideas aren't really valued and worth worth anything. And so you're like, why am I going to put my thoughts out there? Like, who even cares? Who cares to hear my thoughts? Like, nobody's even going to listen to this. So you you might have to start over here. And everyone's at a different spot in their journey, which I think is beautiful. And you need to first figure out where you are at in the journey in order to get coached by anybody. Um that's why the answer to more people isn't just recruit more because you have no idea where this person is on the scale. That is an answer. Once you have your brand, once you have all of that, it's like, okay, but once you have all of that, you're not going to be complaining about not being able to recruit because it's just going to be happening. So it kind of just kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but if you don't have confidence and I don't now I don't just mean like going live and sharing your thoughts, but being confident enough in who you are to be authentically you to realize that someone out there needs what you have to say, that someone out there would be paying to get the information that you have to say by this is the answer to someone's struggle out there. When you realize that, that you are that key person and you show up consistently and you keep talking about the same thing, that's when you're confident. That's when people can feel your confidence. And all you have to do to be able to be successful is just to be confident because people are buying you. And if you're not confident, they're not going to buy you. I saw this ad on my Instagram for this person who is a coach and she's doing this. Like three or five day challenge, and it's like 200 bucks to get into it. And I was listening to her kind of promo for it and listening to her video about why she's doing this. And I totally was going to sign up. I was like, Yeah, this 200 bucks that I'll pay 200 bucks. I think this is great. And then she did something at the end of the video and it made me not sign up. And I have been thinking about it a lot. And she started talking. She up until that point, which before she said this, I thought that like, she was like just so confident. Like she had talked about this all the time. She, this is what she did for a living. She sounded like she had the experience. She sounded so confident. And then at the end, she was like, I'm super nervous for this. I haven't ever done this before and started saying like all these things. And I'm like, Okay, no, like if you're this nervous and she's like, I just, you know, haven't ever done this before. And I was even super nervous to do this video. Like, I know it's kind of a touchy subject. And and she was talking about, she was just talking about, I don't know, like she made it sound like she was gonna be talking about like the world. Oh my gosh, like I can't believe she's on live talking about this. And I was like, This isn't even like anything crazy to talk about. Like, and I just realized in that moment that. I didn't feel like she could help me anymore, that I felt like she was still operating and living and working her business out of like scarcity and fear and this like worry and this, and I was like, yeah, no, thank you. Like, I feel like I've already kind of passed that. I don't want to go back into that. And so your confidence is literally the ticket. Nobody knows the experience you have. Nobody knows how good you are or how long you've been doing this or what you've put into this. When you look at someone else's brand, And you look at what they're doing, you have no idea. All you know is based on the likes and the followers. (laughs) Like, if there's a lot of followers on a page and there's a lot of likes on stuff, you're like, oh, okay, I should listen to this person. That's like literally all we're going off of. And so, while you're creating your brand, it's the exact same thing. Obviously, the only way that you're going to get likes and to get followers is to being super vulnerable and specific about what you're talking about so that people feel connected enough to you to say, oh my gosh, yes, she took the thoughts out of my head. Someone else thinks the same way as I do. Thank God someone else is is talking about this subject. Thank God someone else is showing up to help with this thing because I need this help. I need this advice. I need this clarity. I need these ideas. I need this validation. You know, Someone else out there needs that. But if you're never confident enough to believe in your own advice, if you're not confident enough to believe in what God says about who you are and your identity, which is actually another one thing that the devil tries to take from you. And if you really don't believe in that, you're never going to speak loud enough. You're never going to speak clear enough. You're never going to speak someone's language. You're never going to connect to them. You're never going to make an impact with them which will never grow your followers and your likes, which will never build your credibility. It's like all, it all goes back to knowing who you are, removing the labels of what the devil and the world have said about you and the things that you've overcome. I am a huge advocate for therapy because of what it's done in my life. And if you are someone who you've thought before, like, yeah, I would like to talk to someone, Maybe that's that inkling inside of you, like urging you and pushing you, like, go do it. Go do it. Go talk to someone. Go figure out your hurt and your baggage and go figure out what's really holding you back. Because if you have a mission and you feel like God has given you this mission, isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth the time on yourself? Isn't it worth the healing to get it together, to realize that you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have success and not sacrifice. You can have abundance and fulfillment without even money. You can, like you, and, and I loved giving the advice to people, if you're struggling financially right now and you're in this place, don't forget that this is might be the only chance that you have to learn this lesson, that happiness isn't tied to money. Because if you're trying to build a business and you hit it and you do it and all the people start coming in and the money starts pouring in like it's going to, you might not have the chance to learn how to be truly happy happy without money. And until you bust through it, it's just gonna keep coming back. And that's what I'm really scared for is to see the success and to see it because I see people who have success and I see that they got it the wrong way. And it was all in their own efforts and it was all in their own hustle and it was all in their own sacrifice because I know what goes up must come down. And I know it's not sustainable to continue to hold on to that success in your own strength. And so it's sad because you work so hard to get it and you're just going to lose it. And then you're going to have to figure out how to get it and not care about money this time. Because now you need to learn from your lesson. So think of yourself as figuring this out right now of being happy and fulfilled and feeling abundant without money. Realize that that if you get this right now, you won't have to go backwards when you receive the success. And this isn't like, oh, maybe this will happen to you. Or like, you know, in most cases, this happens. This is 100% truth straight out of the Bible. You cannot do it in your own strength. You will not succeed. You will not be able to do this on your own. You won't. And whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. And I have some people that are like, oh, I don't know. I don't really believe the devil's out to get me. Well, he believes in you. Even the demons and devil believe in God. And you don't have to believe in that, but he's believing in you and he's after what you're doing. And we're so distracted on the rank and the recognition and I need more people and I need more money. And that's all we're consumed with that we're missing everything else. We're missing the gate that's wide open in our backyard with the people coming in. We're missing the front door that's wide open. We're missing our kids. Oh my gosh, where did my kids go? Oh, okay, they just came in and got them, pulled them out. You didn't even realize it. You were actually uh, in your office with the door closed and you've been mad at us for four days because, You're stressed out at work because you need to rank up because there's only a few more weeks left this year and you promised yourself you would be a higher rank by the end of the year. You were miserable this time last year and you're in the same place. You're just in a different vehicle or you're in a different marriage or you're in a different house or your job changed. Like it's, everything is still the same. It's all the same to your core. And so is this going to be the year that you truly are like, I am done enough is enough. You'll have a story like mine where next year you can say last year at this time, I made a decision. I made a decision that I'm not living my life like this anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I've been doing this for 11 months. And what's absolutely incredible is that I feel like it was literally two weeks ago that I had the conversation with John telling him I'm surrendering it all to God And I do not want you to jump up and grab all of my baggage from God and hold it yourself. Like I am letting go of money that I do not care about it, that I do not need it, that I do not want it, that it's out there. I'm not looking at people as dollar signs and ranks and what's in it for me. I'm looking what's in it for them. I am going to give, this is going to be my year of giving freely and not taking and it's giving, 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 it feels like it was two weeks ago. It's been almost a year. Like, I want to just put a poster up that's like, you know, attention, everybody, like do the work on yourself because it's going to be worth it. The year is going to be over. 2022 is going to be over before we even know it. And it's going to just be so crazy to be able to look and to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's already been a whole year. Like, Do the work now. Do it. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Do it for them. Because the lessons that you don't learn, the lions that you don't face, as Florence Scoville Shin talks about, that fear appears like a lion and if you keep turning around and running from it, it's going to keep chasing you. When you walk past it and show, I'm not scared of you. I'm walking through you. It. Th- when you get up to the lion, it disappears. It was only a hologram and it disappeared and it went away because you're like, fear is just in your mind. It's like, like I all of a sudden got over my fear of spiders and I did it on purpose. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not going to fear this, this stupid spider in my house or outside of my house. And it's not going to, no, I'm going to change this. Some people aren't scared of spiders. I'm going to be one of those people, not scared, kill you, don't care. And I literally do not, I'm not scared. I kill all the spiders now in my house and I'm not scared at all. I walk right up to them and just smack them. I don't care. Like, I just got over it. Fear. I'm like, this is stupid. Walk up to it. Do the thing that makes you scared. Like you're, you're going to do it and then it will go away. So if you don't walk through it, You're leaving that around your house for your family to walk through, for your kids to walk through. If you keep caring what all of these people think so you never actually do what you want to do, you're raising kids to also do the same thing. You're raising people pleasers that can't set boundaries and don't have confidence in themselves, don't know their identity in Christ. They, They don't know any of those things or they won't as they get older. So do the work for yourself, for them. Do it for your marriage. Do it for the legacy, especially if you come from something broken, end the cycle. If you're the first person to get over addiction, if you're the first person to not go to college, if you're the first person to speak up, if you're the first person to do whatever it is in your family, then do it. Be the change in your generations. Change the legacy for all of the generations in your family to come. We forget what a huge part we have in that. We have a huge part of that. Who we become is what we teach and who we teach is our children because they're the people that are around us. So you learn it by living through it. That's what wisdom is. It's knowledge that you've learned the hard way. So we learn things the hard way because we walk through the tension over time. We grow. We're able to teach what we've done to the people around us which is our children, which is the people we work with, which is people in our church, which is people in our schools, which is our friends. So if you raise the tide, you raise the boats. You have a harbor of influence. You have a harbor of these people that you're connected to. And by you elevating who you are, it will elevate everyone around you. If you struggle with confidence and if you struggle with any of the things that I'm going to be posting about, uh, I'll post all of them today on Instagram in a carousel that you'll be able to see 10 ways the devil is, is after you. Um, if you start, one, praying every single morning against these areas and praying for just total focus and being intentional and standing on guard, If you do that, and then you also replace all of these thoughts with positive affirmations. I just ordered this pack of, they're super cute, and you get six of them. Uh, They're, like, this big, and they're, uh, the top is just, like, brown, just, like, a brown paper, brown board thing, you know, like, the neutral book, and they're just white, but they come on a little ring, and so it's, like, six, they're just little, like, blank flashcards, that come on this ring and there's six different pack, like packs of them. So what I was going to do is I was going to make one for, um, all the things that tells me about like who I am one about like, so I, so when I'm in these emotions, like if I have one that says like fear, I can just open it up and start like reciting them. And it's scripture about what God says about fear or what, why God says not to fear. So I can just like real quick be like, okay, this is who I am. Um, all about passion. There's so much about passion in the Bible and why he created us. So I need to put that in there. So when I start to feel like haters are around or doubtful, I'm like, nope, this is who I am. This is why he put me here. So that's a great way to do it to overcome these thoughts, to overcome these feelings. Um, and I just searched, like, I don't know, flashcards on Amazon, <laughs> like something, you know, just to get those, something, note cards or something, note card rings. Um, And I just, I've been wanting to do that for so long and I am just finally going to do it because I'm sick of talking about it and I'm sick of needing it and not having it. And I know that that's going to help change it all. So be intentional over the next few weeks going into the end of the year. It gets crazy when the holidays show up. And we get even more distracted. We have even more on our plate. Scarcity gets even larger. And especially right now in the world, everything that's going on and the media hype of we're not going to have a Christmas, like, you know, all of that. Don't get sucked into fear. Don't get sucked into the scarcity mindset. Um, and think about who do you want to be this time next year? I even challenge you to journal. Journal to do a journal entry today and, and say this time next year, this is what I want. Or if this is how my life was this time next year, I would be fulfilled. I would be happy. It's good to write stuff down like that because then next time this year you can look and think like, wow, those are the things that I thought were going to make me happy. Those are the things I thought that were going to make me fulfilled. And it's good because sometimes you get them in that year and you realize that you're not because nothing will ever make you feel joyful and fulfilled than walking in alignment with God. And so it's funny when you think that and you're like, I I'm was so immature. I can't believe I wrote that. There's so many things that I look in my journal. I'm like, Oh, how funny. Like, you know, in the moment feeling like they were the truth and then growing throughout the year and realizing that they weren't. Um, and one of the best things that I did is I got a, a brand new notebook. So start, I've already started looking for my notebook for 2022 and take the front cover of it and write a bunch of, you can start doing this now before you start writing in it. Um, But you can just start writing goals that you have for the year that you want to achieve as things pop into your head. Like, oh, I want to do that. Write it down in your book. And it's really great to be able to look and see um, all the things that that we wanted and to really look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I seriously, like I did a lot this year. Almost all of these things are checked off and it's insane to look at all of that. Like it all happened so fast. So right in there, some goals, start thinking about this now and start thinking about what you want to do next year. What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to change about your life? What are the areas in your life right now that you hope have improved by this time next year? And then maybe write down some things that you like, okay, if one of your areas that you want to improve is your marriage, then write down marriage. Areas of improvement, number one, marriage. How? Like, how can I improve my marriage? Sometimes I just write down that question in my journal. Sometimes my journal is literally just questions. Or I'm like, how is this happening? Why is this happening? God, what do you want me to see from this? Like, it really isn't answers. It's just questions. I come to the answers on my own terms. Uh, I'll raise on questions that I just want to keep thinking. But you can either write down the question itself to keep thinking it, or you can write down actual answers. How could I make my marriage better over the next year? What could we start doing? And then write it down and then implement some of those things next year. Like we could go on weekly date nights. Maybe we don't leave the house, but every Wednesday we put the kids to bed early and we hang out and we, you know, whatever we watch our show, we eat dessert, we, whatever, write down these things that you could do. If you want a better health this time next year, if you want better finances, write down how you want to hit, how you want to get them. And then just let your soul kind of pour things out. Like I want to make more money. What are ways that I can do that? And then just let yourself just like brain dump all of those things on paper, of just get them all out of there and write them down because you will want them. Imagine right now being able to look back at all of this from last year where you wrote all of this down and you could see how you went about your year. It is the most incredible thing. I absolutely love doing it. Um, So yeah, do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do it for God. Do it for whoever you need to do it, but just do it so that you can finally be Fulfilled and happy and aligned and feel amazing and feel alive because you deserve it. Thanks so much you for do. listening. You're working I hope that you enjoyed my wake up call to today. And there's a few things that I want to mention before I let you go. One is so if you so haven't for watched my number one secret supporting figures in network up. marketing. Um, Head on an over to my Instagram, like screenshot which of those, is and at even write a link on a post that you aware of them. Click on the link in my bio, to save can, it as your background, find your phone that video there it's so that you phenomenal. can see it my favorite house. books some of the Thanks biggest things that have changed for my life in that industry. Another thing I wanted to mention I'll is if you feel you like um, I can add I'll value to you. your life, you. go ahead and click on that link I'll and book on I'll my calendar a 30-minute discovery call. Know. This is completely okay. free and Bye. you'll get to know me a little bit better. You can ask me any questions you have and I can tell you what it would be like working with me one-on-one in a coaching program or a little bit more about my branding course. My branding course can be found at mentoringthemasses.com and that is a lifetime guarantee you get lifetime access and if at any point you are dissatisfied you get 100 percent return on your investment that's pretty great. and then don't forget to like and follow me over on instagram and youtube if you subscribe to my youtube channel and set it to have all of the alerts you will get a notification on your phone every single time i post a new video thank you so much remember i believe in you i love you thank you for following me god bless you